This program is brought to you by Haymarket Books as part of our live event series. Haymarket Books is a radical, independent publisher dedicated to connecting social movements with the ideas they need in the struggle for a better world. You can help support the Haymarket Project by buying books at haymarketbooks.org and especially by joining the Haymarket Book Club. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and the Haymarket YouTube channel to access all of our upcoming events. Yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the chapter one of the Breakbeat Poets Live. You've been listening to the incredible squad, the Omis. Oh uh, fellas, there are people who want you to drop the names of those tracks. I don't know if those are uh, all unreleased joints, but the Omis oh are, are one of my favorite bands in the city and beyond a uh, new soul outfit out of the city of Chicago. Um, Idris Goodwin, you in the building, my man? Oh yeah, always, always. What it do, Kevin Cole? Yo, man, it's good to uh, good good to have you uh, alongside as we uh, kind of steer this this first uh, you know contingent of the Breakbeat Poets Live, man. Um, inaugural, I, inaugural, inaugural. Yes, if you will. You know, Chapter- it's funny. I always love the Omis. Oh listening to the Omis oh because it reminds me of the band that I once had. I don't know if you knew. I also had a band back in the day, Kevin Kogel, and we were called the Good Gugamugas. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, you know, I didn't know that it. was the name, actually. They wasn't ready for the good Guggamuggas. So I just, I love the old bias because they just remind me of, of, you know, they just pick it up on the tradition that I started. But, you know, I don't need the credit. I'm just <laughs> no, but I, I do I do love that when when any a way to give a compliment is be like, yo, you remind me of me. And I'm dope <laughs> as fuck. You know what I, I mean? Well, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm entering middle age, Kevin Cobo. And listen, my thank you for paving the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You get, get your flowers while you're here, man. This is what you it know is. What I'm saying? Hey, listen, listen. So got, Idris Goodwin, you know, vases man, that's right. That's right. Um, yo, there, there are people who are, uh, you know, in the chat and I want to say shout yeah. out to so many of the folks who are tuning in and listening. Uh, I see our man's Jose Olivares, um, the editor oh, of the, the, the current Latinx, uh, anthology alongside Ooh. of, uh, Willie Perdomo, Felicia Rose Chavez is in the chat. Uh, Maya Marshall, the series uh, managing editors in the chat. A lot of good homies, uh, Frank among them, are in the chat. Tarfia, who's in this reading, is in the chat, being like, "What's up, y'all?" You know what I mean? Which is very cool. Um, she gonna be her own hype man. She's gonna be her <laughs> exactly. own hype woman. She's gonna be her own hype woman. Exactly. So we're gonna get into it. But Idris, man, you know, I, I have to give you, I, I have to give you props, as I, you know, I, I am known to do. Uh, I hope you feel that. Um, but many vases for these flowers. Listen, but we we were in a conversation um, a long time ago. You know, maybe like eight, nine, ten years ago. We were on the phone, as we tend to be, right? We yeah. we we were verbose we motherfuckers. Was on the rotary. Was on the rodeo. Exactly. We had to. Yeah, I had to joint. dial into my kitchen and you know. Yeah like bring the cord around to sit in the living room. And we were talking about what, you know, I, I was essentially saying like, I want to do this anthology kind of like yeah. the, you know, like Amiri's black fire or Donald mm-hmm. Allen's uh, new American poetry joint or Dudley Randall's the black poets, blah, blah, blah. I want to get us all together and have the yeah. folks who I love who are doing this aesthetic work and don't, you know, get much play from the institutions. Don't get much play, you know, from the traditional canon. I want to make up our own shit. And yep. you dropped science on me that day, as you you know tend to do. If I'm going to be frank, listen, the lab coat stays pressed, brother. Yeah, and and you and in that conversation, you're like, "Yo, we're the breakbeat poets." I did say that. I did say that. And you yeah. said it matter of factly on just some like, "Yeah, you know what I mean." This is light work for me right now, and so I don't, you know, it's here, man. 
exactly. And um, but yo, I mean, so shout to you for coining the phrase. I, even that, even at that that time, fam. Like, what did you, what did you mean by that shit? Well, you know, I just for me, it was just fairly intuitive, right? You know, I think most most of us that come up with hip hop, it's in our bodies. We 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 do the dances. You know what I'm saying? Like you learn the the rhymes, you learn the dance. You you know, it's just in the DNA. It's in the body. So, you know, I think our approach to language, it's just to honor that intuitive place that gets us open, right? The breakbeats got, got MCs open, got dancers open. And that was the whole objective of breakbeats in the first place is the DJs were like, yo, this is the part of the record that gets people the most open. And so, you know, it's not about rhyming. It's not about, you know what I'm saying? This reference or that reference or anything that, that, that remotely looks like on a shallow level, like you know, corporate hip hop. It's it's about like the writer feeling empowered to just write from a real place of openness, of, of rawness, you know what I mean? And it's 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 like, you know, if the poem for me, a good breakbeat poem makes people do the same kind of ugly face they do when they hear a beat, that's that's nasty. You know, like so that's that's what I meant by it. It's just like, you know, I, I appreciate all the all all of poetry, all of language, all the history of literature, whatever, but not as much as I appreciate fear of a black planet. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I, yeah, well, then I, I, I feel you. And I, I you know, to, I think this is the, the, the contribution is that I think these albums can stand next to these books and be in conversations mm-hmm. with these books and the poets mm-hmm. and the MCs and all the artists can be in the cipher together. There, there's going to be a lot of ugly faces in the room tonight because we have a, a oh star studded cast uh, just to run it back. You know, our, our house band tonight are the incredible, the incredible, New soul band, the Omis. Uh, we have also tonight. We have Roy. You'll hear from Roy Kinsey, uh, one of my favorite rappers in Chicago and beyond. The mighty Krista Franklin, uh, Tafia Faisul, but Faisula is in the building. We also have uh, my man's Willie Perdomo, and I think we're going to get it started, Idris. If you if you're ready to do so, let's get it. Let's get with, it with with a, a young woman who is the current Chicago Youth Poet Laureate for the 1920, a two time member of uh, the Young Chicago Authors Artistic Apprenticeship Program called the Bomb Squad. Her work's been featured all over the place, including in the brand new Breakbeat Poets Volume Number Four, the Latinx uh, a, a volume. She is a Brian M. Press Editor's Pick and was awarded the 2018 Literary Award by Julian Randall. Um, she is she's performed uh, at the 2019 Obama Foundation Summit, Pitchfork, Mu- Pitchfork Music Festival, other venues in Chicago and beyond. She just graduated high school and will be attending Idris. I don't know if you've heard of this place, but uh, Penelope Alegria will be attending Jose Olivares alma mater. She'll be attending Harvard Harvard College. Uh, oh, it's like an up and coming, like kind of little little liberal arts school. Yeah, they're trying to get their name out there, you know. But yeah, I think Penelope gonna gonna rep lovely. All right, um, all right. So, y'all, without further ado, the current Chicago Youth Poet, Poet Laureate makes some noise for Penelope Alegria. Hello. Um, yeah, I've been getting shit about Harvard for days now from my parents. So it's glad I'm glad to feel the love. <laughs> Um, awesome. So uh, this first poem, I have three poems I'm going to read today. Uh, the first poem is a poem that is featured in the anthology. Um, it is back from when I was writing a series of kind of rewriting and reworking popular family stories. Uh, I realized that all the narratives that I was hearing were from my father's perspective. And so I wanted to write poems that were kind of centered around my mother and how 
she felt about everything that was happening at that time. So anyways, this is found in the anthology. It's called La Guitarra Yora, When My Parents Meet. Y al ver que inútilmente te envío mis palabras, llorando mi guitarra, se deja oír su voz. This is what the guitar hustler sings. Today his brown eyes meet her brown eyes. An off-key song of poverty as passengers swing on and off in Negro, the small green buses of Lima. His jutting headstocks swaying with a melody, serenading eyes that have learned to take no notice. His brown eyes have learned to take no notice. As vendors shoulder their way through the jungle of limbs, shouting, Tamarino Chicha Choclo, competing with him for spare change. The arms, legs, and heads crammed in a Negro sway as the small green bus swerves around missing manhole covers. The putrid mist from open sewer lids wrinkles, knows it. Amid the overcrowding, the hustlers, the street vendors, her brown eyes have learned to take no notice. So on this night, on the way home from the hospital where she is a secretary, when the sweet garbage stench washes in and mixes with the body odor of the guitar hustler shoving a jingling cup into her chest, she looks over his black hair as the city lights blur past. Her forehead glistens with humidity. Droplets roll down her spine. Her hair frizzes like blonde cotton candy. Compressed in the aisle, her sweaty knuckles brace herself to the back of a seat. And as the guitar hustler moves on, her stare slips. And her brown eyes meet his brown eyes. He's seen her get on. He's been waiting to say something thinking of the right words as he sings along. She's the only blonde in a sea of brown, in the jungle of legs and sweaty heads and jutting elbows. His brown eyes meet her brown eyes. She responds by pushing her way through the pupil to exit El Micro, but there's something about her worth following. So he shoulders past at the Marino vendor, catches up to her on the street, grasps for her fingertips, and their eyes meet. The kiosk sells single cigarettes, and she doesn't even smoke, but there's something about him worth smoking for. She coughs, coughs, coughs. Her brown eyes meet his brown eyes, and the question marks exhaled from her lungs hanging in the air between them become ellipses, which he flirts with. Cansado de llamarte con mi alma destrozada, comprendo que no vienes porque no quiere Dios. Y al ver que inútilmente te envío mis palabras. Awesome. So that was the first poem. Thank you all. Um, awesome. I'm just going to move on straight to the second one. The second one is a sort of Genesis story. Um, the first poem was more about 
how my parents met, kind of telling them their story. But this second poem is kind of how I fit my, how I see myself fitting into who they are and their journey. Um, yeah, and kind of seeing all of that uh, morph together. So this poem is called Self-Portrait as the Miracle My Parents Pegged Me For. Milagro isn't just my middle name. Milagro is a cavern echo of my mom's empty womb. When a decade of Lima's obstetrics didn't call me down from the heavens, my parents tried again in Chicago. For 12 years, my dad hugged my mom after checkups and held her hand under fluorescent lights. 12 years of waiting rooms would make a pincushion out of any other woman, but in every injection, hope, in every surgery, faith, in every stomach scar, a strong hand's resolve. God knows the head nod of my mom's Padre Nuestro, the crease of my dad's shut eyes under the Addison Cathedral stained Jesus glass. Milagro is the Spanish prayers finally breaking through the clouds. Milagro is the epilogue of my mom's nightly terror, a cold coat of fear that her bloodline was dripping dry like a leaky faucet. My middle name is a birthmark, some splotched skin my parents thumb for record of God's will. To see my parents' plane ticket to O'Hare, the one way they took in search of hope and doctors and firstborns, just grab my birth certificate. To behold a debt that can never be repaid, just say my full legal name. Milagro is a three-syllable summary of eternal expectation, an immortal tick that bugs me to take the trash out, to finish my science packet, to wipe the tears after my friends fight. But I don't fret. I grew up sacred. I was born with a halo. We're all a miracle at some point, and don't I know it? Cool, 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 cool. Awesome. I have one final poem for you all. I hope you're enjoying the show. But this last poem is also about my mother. Uh, yeah. This is when I told her that I love to write and that I would probably be doing this for the rest of my life. And my mom's such a practical woman. She was like, oh my God, she uh, had a panic attack. <laughs> but uh, this is kind of a portrait of that conversation she had with me. Uh, this next poem is called, You Will Not Work Like a Donkey, Portrait of My Mom's Worry. The slaughterhouse looms between the sea and the sunrise. It's there before the day calls, when you're Art doesn't pick up the phone bill. When you trot towards the bus and gray cow intestines, I know. Your art doesn't need electricity until after it's shut off. Here's the hum of heat when it's finally cold and the factories are closed. Your art forgets on purpose. Before I moved here, before I met your dad, I used to live with the animals. I fed the rooster and walked the dog. I sat in a cart and made the donkey pull. I left the slaughterhouse because I hated killing animals, slitting their throats and peeling their skin. I know. Everything is bright when you're young and getting paid. But one of these days you'll be old and can't sleep in. One of these days there won't be running water to wash off the dirt head and crusting blood under your fingernails 
I left the slaughterhouse, but one of these days you'll recognize its dawn shadow. I know. When your art doesn't cut it anymore, you'll know what it is to clock in and step on a chicken head. You'll know what it is to clock out and know the mule is next. Awesome. Thank you all. Bam, Penelope, thank you so much. Yay. Yo. Every Everything's bright when you're young and getting paid is a push a T line. You should sell that line to push a T right now. That is that's yeah. No, I would be I would be pleased and also slip that like I think Drake would be pleased that Penelope was Pusha T's ghostwriter because that would maybe revive the battle, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, that would that would get Drake uh, back for another round. Exactly. Exactly. Penelope. Nothing I was going to say is useful. I, I, I disagree. But yo, Penel- yo, the future is bright, fam. Right. Penelope is oh, fire. These young, these young people, these young people got me, got me stressing, got me drinking smoothies. Um, well, yo, you could, you could make sure you follow all these writers. They, they do incredible work. One, one thing I'll say is that we are working on Penelope's chapbook that will be out on Haymarket books this summer. Wow. And so keep a lookout for that. It is fire and very beautiful and important. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, the future is bright, man. Uh, you know, she is, she is the current Chicago youth poet laureate and stands in a really rich tradition of folks who, who came before her as well. So shout out to Kara Jackson, uh, Pat Frazier, Iman Loren. Uh, it's a, really great squad of very talented yeah. folks. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Salutes. Um, Idris, you, you good. We, we could, we could transition into, uh, into the next. I mean, I feel like the, we gotta get the people what they want. They clamoring. They, they don't want to hear us all day. Just, you know, just, just, just giving unmitigated praise. You know, we got a show to run, you know, well, get I'm, into it. I'm excited, man. Uh, you know, the, the next, the next, uh, young gentleman who is coming to the mic is is the author of The Crazy Bunch, which recently Ooh. won the New York City Book Award for Poetry, the Essential oh, Hits wow, of Shorty Bonbon, a finalist for the National Book Critics Award, Smoking Lovely, winner of the Penn Open Book Award, and where Nickel Costa Dom, finalist for the Poetry Society mm. of America, uh, first book award. He's the co-editor of Latinx Break Me Poets, volume number four. His work has appeared all over the place, including New York Times Magazine, Poetry, The Best American Poetry in 2019, and African Voices. Currently, he is a Lucas Arts Literary Fellow and teaches at Phillips Exeter Academy. Willie Perdomo is by far um, one of the poets that I teach the most, who gets the most love in our classrooms. His work for decades now resonates and inspires generations of all of us to continue to do this work without further ado in the building. Willie Perdomo. What's up, Will? Oh, what's happening, man? Um, yeah, man, the Break Beat Poets, man, the series is really special, I think. You know, I mean, like having been at the vanguard of a few movements like the New Rican Poets Cafe early 90s, uh, the HBO Deaf Poetry when that kicked off, uh, the Poetry Gods, uh, this whole Breakbeat series and the, with the first volume. Um, basically, they all seem like these kind of hip hop, but like jazz movements to me in that, you know, we keep trying to create harmony out of some sort of conflict, but we're not afraid to kind of confront the conflict with our different voices, you know. So uh, it's good It's good to be down with the crew, man, with the, the Breakbeat Poets crew and, you know, like a, a serialized novel, man. Hopefully, you know, we have a whole bunch more chapters in the Breakbeat Poets Live to go uh, as we continue, man. So I'm on, 
kick just a, a, a few poems. I'm going to follow Penelope, Penelope's lead in terms of I have like three pieces here. I got some new shit I want to read that I've been trying out um, uh, in the Zoom sphere. You know, there's been kind of weird, you know, but uh, just kind of trying it out as I go along. It's called This, That, and The Third. This one I'll give you from the top of my dome. No copies, no bootlegs. My last line took a road shaped more like a wrong turn down the right block, but it's too early to pull out the scale. Much respect for your thinking. The mic is now open and you can no longer see the world through a book's eyes. I'm here to recall everything at the end of my stay. Forget it. I want a tombstone, a life study of me carrying God on my back. I started my day with an inventory in the bathroom mirror. There's me and then there's me. I wouldn't say that I was untouchable, but my throat was a drum. Picture me a pigeon surveying a square in old Havana from the top of Jose Maitis bronze, rocking a bronze head, rocking a straw brim, just like the sun. There's a duplicate cry on the bench, a gang of hawks circle above me. Revolution have ne has never seen its own reflection. The big eye watches the hoods and makes avenue plans. And meanwhile, who got the best bag of illness and joy? I ain't talking about your legacy panels. I'm saying I'm crazy familiar with the art of choking. I've been invisible, more, invisible to more history than I asked for. So I ask you again, why wait until tomorrow? Like I said at the top of the show, I'm down to run with this dream. Pedagogical romanticism leads to bad verse, all palettes segregate, present condition excluded. Secondary discourses lead to Creole thesis. Primary discourses leads to faking the funk. The grid is long, homie, so you must play your position before you get played out. Picture me coming up for air in a free mix of blacks. And all I want in the down home is one last swim and a cool glass of water. Hold up, though. If a block of ice knows its life under heat, how long must I wait on a rope's tug? And then your trees come with prompts. I swear these months have been sincere. Didn't we meet somewhere? Now back to your change. Are you ready to give it away with all those ashes in your face? How many of those humble pies can you eat in one place? There seems to be an aura of oppression in this room. I can smell the don'ts and the doom. Didn't I tell you, boy? Didn't I tell you you're gonna meet a you're gonna need a metro car for that dream? And the city, the city should start taxing reciprocity, she added, but if you decide to run from a badge, grab a fistful of deceased leaves, and you bet you better remember what you learned during story hour. This is from a book I just wrote called The Crazy Bunch. This poem's called Bullshit Walks. Bullshit steps to a global beat. Buffs a shine for his smile from a green mile away and daps you a strong pound. Say, we boys, bro. We boys. Styles and profiles, two on the hip and wraps along with boom and parties and bullshit. Yawns in between fibs to pregnant women and flips on demand. There should be a special call on the two train just for bullshit is laughing the night away. And choking on an extra snack box with extra lies. They won't find us in books. And after we officially gained entry into the brotherhood of bad motherfuckers, what could our mothers do but lose sleep? Wake into prayer. 
prepare herbs and apples, cursive the names of our enemies on loose leaf and let their names dust in the sunlight. Now everything is clean, rezoned and paved, tenements abandoned like whack parties. What is left for us to do but summon bullies from their graves and liberate ourselves from influence? Gone are the old spots near the takeout, old flames where we used to make out, the spots where the light used to fade out, and the letters we wrote from all those burning buildings. Our shoulders were made of stone, our evil was translucent. Turn us into mortals so we can cry without judgment, surrender our cool, and watch us morph into men. Let it be known that we chased killer dealers before the cans got kicked for good. We were made from repeating blocks. Holler if you hear us. There was never once upon a time because all it takes is one person to get away with it, to get away and get over, to get some and get up. Here we go. Come on. Here we go. You are history, you said. If being free means burning a few things, then play that number for us straight. The corner was between us and the world, and sometimes you needed to be okay with not telling. If anyone asks you about your destiny, don't explain. Maybe this is a story we need to turn ourselves into music, bass and bully, a string pulling at both ends. They won't find us in books, you used to say. Everybody say, yeah, you don't stop. We practice our lives in lobbies and layaway ganders and goofs, boosting lines from the radio, breaking dynamite styles. We were God bodies. We had God in our bodies. That's what Brother Lowe used to say. He used to say, a man can stand on the corner long enough to see a dream etched on a herb's forehead, to see desperation exit from the subway station, to see a tragic hero come back to reclaim his city. So we downloaded his bars and gems, and no doubt, when it was time to tell our story, out would come fire and spit. Right on, y'all. Yo, Willie Perdomo, ladies and gentlemen. It is, yo, Will, the brotherhood of bad motherfuckers. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you for blessing the space with all them bars. Idris Goodwin, that's how I think about the Breakbeat Poets, kind of, you know what I mean? Um, gender aside that, uh, you know, certainly the binary has been rendered to be obsolete. Um, but uh, that's, how I, that's how I consider th this band of, uh, you know, very dope bar spitters is to be just a, a very excellent crew. You're on mute, by the way, Idris. Yeah, that's a Because what, what could be said after that, you know? What could be said? So I had to put myself on mute. <laughs> what could be said? Uh, you know, there were so many, like, not like, here, here's the thing that we, that we saw with both of these thus far, right? There are so many, you know, it's, it's that attention to the to the line, you know what I mean? That the, the, they're these standalone lines that are just like bars. That's why we say bars. It's like they're just these lines that are so um, ferocious and could just like stand alone. And it's not saying that uh, uh, that, that like other other 
you know, generations, traditions, uh, reds of poetry don't also have that on occasion. But I think with us, there is an insistence of that. That is an aspiration that to have these like these darts, you know, these lines that are just like that are just like critical. Yeah, man. And Willie, Willie, I, one of the things I love about Will is all the voices he has in his poems. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all, all the little decides and storytelling that he does. I mean, I feel, first of all, he has a great voice and you kind of want to hear him voice over everything. But I also, when he reads sometimes and, and be telling stories and characters pop up in the narrative of the poem and he does the, the little aside voice, I also want the Willie Perdomo uh, cartoon, you know what I mean? So you could get all this, all his characters in the mix and he could kind of like illustrate the world, which he does such a brilliant job of, of illustrating the world that he inhabits, you know? And, and, and that's, we, MC, that's MC shit. I mean, that's MC shit. That's like, um, you know, the best MCs, they take you into a, a, a reality, you know, and you know, when you, when you put, you know, the track on, you're not just hearing like, you know, you're, you're meeting all the other people, you know? And I love that. He, I remember like hearing Willie, uh, tell the stories of the crazy bunch, you know, before he wrote the book, the crazy bunch. So when I picked up the crazy bunch, there was already a sense of familiarity. So much like, um, you know, uh, the, the Marvel comics universe or, or the, you know, the George Lucas universe or whatever, like, you know, writers and musicians also have these universes. Yeah. That they create, I feel like you're saying, I mean? I feel like you're saying that my shit is animated. It is. It is animated. Yeah. Like in the illest way. Right. That's true, though, Will. Right. Like your shit comes to life. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah. It's an invitation. You know, all this all this is an invitation into the worlds that we inhabit. And that's part of the magic that we make. You know what I mean? Salutes. Um, Idris, let's keep it moving, fam. Uh, I want to remind folks that this is this evening. Breakbeat Poets Live Chapter One uh, is brought to you by Haymarket Books. And you could support Haymarket Books by obviously getting the books that folks are in. You could also make a solidarity donation to support the artists that you see tonight. Uh, the money goes to the artists and we want to, uh, you know, we want to pay them for their for the labor. That's what Haymarket believes. And I know that's what we believe as artists who need that bread. So please, y'all consider making a solidarity donation tonight um uh and you could find all the information below in the uh, youtube page and and you can make donations at haymarketbooks.com and buy the books themselves i'm excited to introduce our next poet uh to the zoom space to the youtube live space uh Tarfia Faizula is the author of two poetry collections, Registers of the Illuminated Villages and Seam, the recipient of a Fulbright Fellowship, three push car prizes and other honors. Tarfia has been featured in periodicals, magazines, anthologies here and abroad, internationally known. Tarfia presents work at institutions, organizations all across the planet and collaborates with photographers, producers, composers, filmmakers, musicians, visual artists, and has resulted in several interdisciplinary projects. In 2016, Idris, Tarfia, Fia was recognized by Harvard Law School as one of 50 women inspiring change and in 2019 became a United States Artist Fellow. Uh, she is in also the third Breakbeat Poetry Anthology, Halal, if you hear me. Please, y'all, welcome Tarfia Bazula. Hi, y'all. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm not doing video today. I'm doing this thing. It's the month of Ramadan right now. And it's the last week and um, it's the home stretch. I can do it. And uh, so I'm playing with this thing that I'm calling a virtual veil. And it's actually a lot harder to do than I thought it was going to be in part because I'm vainer than I thought I was. But I'm very, very lucky and happy to see all of y'all's beautiful faces tonight. Um, I'm going to read a couple of poems. I've been thinking a lot about 
uh, about Bangladesh and um, the cyclone that's about to hit. I have a lot of family there. My family's from Bangladesh. And so I'm thinking a lot about how uh, it seems like we're sort of dealing with a lot of old demons as well as new demons right now too. And I really wish that I could be with my people there. So this is a poem for my people in Bangladesh. It's called En Route to Bangladesh, Another Crisis of Faith. We pass over heavy shadows of large clouds pinned to train cars, lined up like unused blocks of colored chalk, red, then green, blue, then orange, until we are propelled higher and the trains are swallowed by these jagged strictures of land that are no longer sand, nor rock, nor water, but a child's drawing instead until the distant ocean is the only fabric that fills this punched out plastic hole of a window that is the blue that falls over everything that is everything, blue on blue on blue, like the one seam of light left always on the airplane ceiling that the pale plastic shades cannot shut away until that narrow vein of light is the only belief left, a cream thick ribbon across out a cream thick ribbon across our eyes. This next poem is called, You're Not Exotic, But Once You Wanted to Be. Whenever folks discuss finding themselves, you get kind of giggly. Maybe because you found yourself considering your Armenian love who preferred you in both corset and bindi, and it was for her you begrudgingly waxed your you find yourself in the fret of reclamation via Musk's all motherland misty, coconut milk, marine accord, mimosa tree. Last weekend, you found yourself in leggings to argue again with your Dominican love over the tender texture of Texas tamales. You not so secretly want to find yourself in a garden, kissing a risk-taking party until you feel as delicious as a half-price smoothie. Somehow, identity never finds you, coal-eyed in magenta blooms, photographed by a mixed-race admirer on a humid evening, mostly because you're too busy galaxy-gazing to be anyone's so fair and lovely. Was that a touch of pride or self-pity? Probably. But you just can't deal with another stranger's surprise at your love of both tequila and mango lussies. Does your Guyanese love truly expect you to replace the chicken and fish in your diet with mushrooms that arbitrarily? You're so black, you're told pretty frequently, and you don't know what to make of it, humanity. Ever find yourself advised by Bangladeshi Brooklynites? Like they know your babe poetry. Loves, let's stop projecting insecurities. Never don't find yourself pouring what music can be cleaved from a dull language into an anomalous nationality. A personal theory, we all behave oddly around fat titties. Now here poetry comes to say she wants to be an ode to what is muddy. Okay, baby, here's to dank difficult borders, gardens of ingrown perennials, fractured fins, the wings of inner menageries. Here's to our own empires of dirt, no one's pruned or perfumed colonies of exotic beauty. This is not a poem, or is it an efficient exercise in surviving hysteria? Thanks so much, y'all. 
Tarpia, that was fire. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, love the set. I also love uh, the virtual veil. I yeah, think right. that's yeah, yep, incredible. Yep. And uh, I hope I hope you and uh, all of our Muslim brothers and sisters and and everybody is uh, having an easy fast during Ramadan. Um, I would imagine that this is, uh, you know, never an easy time, but this is also kind of an odd time to do anything. So I, I would imagine right, fasting and observing now is, uh, you know, very, very trying. Um, so I hope everyone is hanging in. And Tafia, thank you so much for joining us and blessing the cipher with, with these bars. Idris, how you feel? Yeah, I'm feeling great, man. This is a beautiful space. Oh, of course. All day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is really special. Kevin Koval, uh, you know, I think we'd be remiss not to point out that while it is true that I did, in fact, uh, you know, say that little thing you on the phone that one day about wouldn't it be cool if, you know, there was this thing called the Breaking Poets. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you had not taken steps after that, along with Haymarket Books and the rest of the cohort, we would not be sitting here now. There would not be all these subsequent books and things like that. So really quickly for the people, I mean, what when you heard me say that, what 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 where, what vision did you have? Like what what steps did you take in order to uh, bring us all together under all of these many pages and pages and pages and words and words and words and words? Well, yo, I pre- now I feel gassed, so I appreciate you. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm just, I, listen, man, I'm a history buff. You know, I just tell a story. You know what I'm saying? Because if I don't tell my story, we just going to get his story. Uh, listen, you know okay. Listen, okay. Okay. Speak All with right. me then. Okay. You know what I'm God's body in God's body. You know mm, what I'm saying? Shout out Will. Okay. That's a callback. Um, well, you know, I, you know, I, I, like I was saying though, man, I was, I was already like in pursuit of wanting to create an anthology that brought us together. Like the book, you know, the, the, the first book of poems that moved me was Dudley Randall's The Black Poets um, that came out on a Detroit-based, shout out Detroit in the Midwest all day, Detroit-based press, curbside press. Um, and, and that was the first place I read, you know, I was, I was 15, 16 years old, sitting cross-legged in the public library, weeping when I read Haki Matabuti and Miss Brooks and Amir Baraka and Sonia Sanchez and Jane Cortez for the first time. And that, you know, that just led me to explore and want to read poems that were from the mouths of people who worked and struggled and struggled to make work possible for many more others than themselves. And I, I knew I, I felt, um, you know, I felt very distant in my, in, in my poetry classes. And it wasn't in, I, I mean, I, in high school, um, like I fucking hated the shit, but it was when I went out into the world and found my, my brethren in ciphers, you know, when I saw like the random ass hip hop kid on a bus or the train, and I'd be like, yo, you know, in the day, I'd be like, yo, do you like hip hop? And I've just always been seeking that community because being a Midwest kid, you know, you have to go find your people at the time. You have to go leave your house and connect with the people. And so the anthology was an opportunity to do that in, in you know, on the page is that, that I, I had a I had a hunch that there were many others like me, hip hop generation kids who were doing this poetic on the page, but, you know, listening deeply to the, to the music and, and, and taking in the aesthetics and really changing the way poetry was done. I felt that. And, uh, you know, it was a hunch and, and I feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're showing improving on, on, on a a regular basis. Well, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's amazing. And so, but yeah, I just wanted to, to, uh, I think it's important for people to hear that story that like we all on day to day basis have these ideas, these, these, these notions, these visions, it's a whole other thing to make it. So, 
You know, it's a lot of wet, it's a lot of work, a lot of sweat, a lot of emails, a lot of trust. But, you know, here we are. And so it's a this is a this is a real movement. And um, someday some other person's going to be cross-legged in the library, you know, cracking open halal if you hear me or the Latinx or, you know, the first joint Black Girl Magic or all the subsequent solo joints, single releases, you know, like Can I Kick It, for example. I mean, I for know, instance, whatever. You know I'm, what just, mean? I'm just whatever any book can come Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, off top. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, man. Um, no. Well, you're right, man. I, pr- I appreciate you. And honestly, man, it's like it's when I it's when I knew I knew the shit was real. Um, even even when I was younger, when I when I started to meet people like you, when I went when I met Willie Perdomo, I think in 99, um, when I met the dear homie Krista Franklin, uh, you know, in 02 or something like that or 03, Krista, who I'm about to introduce, shared with me a flyer from 04, a, a, a gallery show where we exhibited some of her beautiful, brilliant collages. And that's, you know, that shit already is 16 years ago. And it was so, it was when wow, I started to meet people who, you, you know, game recognized game. And so I would just, yeah. I would read people's work or I hear them spit and I'd be like, oh shit, this, we are of a similar cloth. You know what I mean? And, and well, so you, wanting to rep- always been, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but like that, that has always been something you know, I think this is the other the other gift to give the, the many listeners is that, you know, one of your your mutant powers, your X-Men powers is the ability to spot the people. And but but you don't spot the people and go like, damn, fuck that person. They're so talented. You know what I mean? You spot that person and you're, you bring them in. You know, what I mean, you bring them into the squad and um you're like Tony Stark in a way, much like he was with the Avengers. But anyway, listen, we gotta right. keep this thing moving. We gotta let's, keep this show let's, going. Let's do it. I'm, 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 I'm in, I appreciate you, man. I'm a, metaphors. <laughs> it's all animated tonight. Um, I'm gonna introduce the homie. Christopher Franklin is a writer and visual artist. I mean, just and and if we're gonna be real, just like top five, like just any category. Like you don't want it with her. She's too nice. The author that she just dropped this incredible beautiful text it's beyond genre it's a book it's a book of her poems and visual art too much midnight on haymarket mm. books she's she put out the artist book under the knife and the chapbook study of love and black body she is the recipient of the joan mitchell foundation painters and sculptures grant and a frequent contributor to the projects of fellow artists her visual art has exhibited at the Poetry Foundation, the, the Root Work Gallery, the Museum of Contemporary Photography, Studio Museum in Harlem, the Chicago Cultural Center, the National Museum of Mexican Art, and the set of 20th Century Fox's Empire. She's been on TV, y'all, and has been published in Poetry, Black Camera, The Offing, Vinyl, and a number of anthologies and artist books, including, uh, I think, two, the first and the second breakbeat joint. She currently teaches at the at writing at the School of the Art Institute in Chicago. One of the illest to do it, y'all, Krista Franklin. Yeah, yeah. Yo. What's up? Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this amazing lineup. I feel very honored. Um, so many, uh, I mean, you know, homies to like comrades, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so much love up in this room right here. You know, so I'm, you know, and, and idols too, man. Willie, I mean, you know, back in the day when I was just a shorty, a young one, you know, coming up. So, okay, I'm going to read a couple pieces and um, two from the book, Too Much Midnight. And then I'm going to read something that I don't really read uh, publicly very often, but I'm going to read it tonight. Um, it's the skin that tells. One. It's the skin that tells the tale, the tone, 
marred by chromosomes of beasts, brothers, the sign of something insidious risen up in flesh. Black women's thighs pale as the men who fathered them, some animal whose smile can still be seen with a body burning its backdrop. The cross stitch of power and powerless erupting into red bone, the swarthy surprise of Aryans. Two, the sight of angels will turn your eyes to ash. Once I saw the mark of Auschwitz inscribed on the arm of one of the sweetest men I've ever met. For years, I wore the coat he walked out of hell with, the ashes of his family stuck to the roof of his mouth. He turned it over to my teenage hands for me to carry, his memories. My upper arm now inked, I can never forget. Three. The brightest angel of all was wrestled right out of heaven. One evening, I sat face to face across a boy whose body was a suitcase that held a minion in it. I will never forget his gaze, how I wanted to turn from it, and the reality that sometimes we are pushed from the shells of ourselves, how flesh can be geppettoed if one isn't careful. Four, there are many ways to be a slave to be beasted, beastly, beast. Many ways to be monster, monstrous, insidious, insidious, Auschwitz. To be grabbed, dragged, drugged, worn like a coat, weary. Many ways to be marked, marred, wrestled, wrecked. And it's always the flesh that sings, signs, squeals. Thank y'all. I'm going to read Killing Floor, um, which the title is, uh, thank y'all, which the title is uh, taken from the poem Killing Floor. There are women who love the taste of their own blood. Most will never say this or do in hushed voices, whispers that scurry over swept floors like rodents in the dark. We catch glimpses of them from elevator cameras placed way up high where no one can reach them nor have the good sense to smash them out. Most of us bash car windows or the cheeks of the men who love us or claim to. Cameras are too much trouble. Trouble walks on two feet with eyes that blaze like shot pistol and it's often confused for desire. Or maybe it is desire for broken flesh and mashed mouths, for the wetness of tears brushed away by thumbs in the aftermath, who knows? The unknown is alluring anyway. Identity is incidental. It's better not to know when you have an appetite for crimson. Raise voices and wrestling that masquerades as sex. How many women smack the faces of their rescuers, scream into the fullness of hell? No one likes to mention this. It shatters like the mirror against the fist of a beloved. Cracks like a tooth after too much midnight. I'm going to read this last piece. Thank y'all so much for inviting me to be a part of this cipher. Big ups to Haymarket Books. Hey, oh my. Stop. ATLians. Tracy Matthews calls it pyramidal memory loss. Pyramidal memory loss. It could be all the weed, though. Or maybe all the bottles, the copas, the hazes. Before all that, I was sitting in the back seat of Tanya's car, bundled up, my shoulders hunched, torso on lean, just listening. In the dark, she was in the driver's seat, 
maybe Kevin and the passengers that's lost in the haze. The speakers were sharp, bass booming at the base of my head. I think we were in Dayton or maybe Atlanta on some city street park, just listening and maybe intermittently screaming as we were prone to do together as highly excitable girls, best friends sitting in the car, maybe in Dayton or Atlanta. Listening as the spacecraft descended out of the speakers at the back of my head, some portal undulating open and the sound of some sirens speaking with alien tongues spilling out in the dark. And it was all so foreign and familiar. Spaceships and pimp harms, spinning rims and drum machines, stripper clubs and weed smoke, niggas in hoodies standing on corners, Martians and black paranoia. Me and Tanya encapsulated, abducted by sound, and two niggas in flip-flops and socks in a compact car in the dark. Me and Tanya intermittently screaming, me in the back seat, bundled up, bass at the back of my head at the threshold of a new millennium, planets and stars. Earth, Jupiter, Mars. Hoes, clothes, cars. It's who you are. Thanks, y'all. Krista Franklin, yeah, yeah, with these bars, with these bars, okay. Krista also that out. she also in that last poem she really she really spit for real. She was like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let me exactly. yeah, yeah, let me get up in here. Let me get up in this poem. Yeah, yeah, solid set per usual. Per Y'all usual. do not sleep. Krista's "Too Much Midnight" is a brilliant text. Something that will will be read forever. It is also beautiful because her her art is in there as well. And just um, if you don't have it, you do yourself a service. Like treat yourself well tonight and mm-hmm. get Krista's "Too Much Midnight." Um, Haymarket will put it in the notes. Uh, it's down below. Go on the website. I think Haymarket actually is still running like a half off sale for another four days or something like that. So it's half off. Half, half off. Get that deep discount. Well you, can get, you yeah. can, you can, well, you can get twice as many books then, couldn't you? That is true. That is true. So get, yeah, cop, cop, cop these books, y'all. Idris Goodwin, you know, speaking of you, you, you threw it out earlier, but man, you, you have a, a, a new joint that dropped in the, um, in the fall. We was, we was all out in the world. We was like, you know what I mean? All these various sneakers I have, I was, I was wearing them like regularly, you know what I mean? That, like, yo. not just the same pair of house shoes every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different world, man. It's a different yeah. world. Yeah. The, the gross, chronic grand inequity that the world continues to maintain and that I can't uh, rock my sneaker collection are probably the biggest travesties this month. Yeah, I mean, mostly the second thing. Uh, (laughs) I mean, because the second thing was how I numbed myself to that. Yes, exactly. Exactly, facts. Uh, but now but, it's the inequity minus the sneakers. But we were we were out in the world. We were doing we were doing some book tour stuff together. And um, you were, you we you were. you have this you have this beautiful nice collection though. Right what happened? That was a really good segue. Hey, listen, yeah. But you 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 don't if you're if you can for the people you're gonna you're gonna kick something from from the book. Can I kick it? You know, it just so happens I have it in my hand right wow, now. Wow, look crazy. at that! Damn. Uh, and full disclosure, I I just walk around with it in my hand all the time. Um. So, yeah, man, I'm going to kick a little something. You know, Krista, um, per usual, like, has these these wonderful references to music, popular culture, music, and, and the like. Um, and similarly, Can I Kick It uh, does the same kind of work, kind of consciously engaging with pop culture and iconography and, and trying to um, say something personal. Uh, so I'm going to kick, I'm going to kick, I'm going to kick this joint. Uh, 
called because um, we've all been coping. We've all been coping these days. And um, and I, I've uh, my, I remember my mother. I remember a time when my mother um, stopped listening to a lot of popular music and she started just playing like gospel, like all the time. And at the time, I was just like, what is going on? Um, but I am I am slowly becoming gradually. I'm at the precipice. I'm at the foot of the mountain. But I am slowly becoming uh, the all the, the the wonderful, tremendous crown wearing um, black women who um, raised me in the church and and sang and hummed uh, gospel songs. I am gradually uh, becoming them. And, and thinking about them more and more these days. So this is a poem dedicated to them and to, um, yeah, and this is, all right. So it's called How to Listen to Gospel, an ode to Naomi Shelton. I remember when mom took the needle off Anita Baker, Terrence Trent Darby. We couldn't hear the whispers begin to rock or Quincy Jones, Jazz, Fuse, Modi, and Dizzy. For a while around our suburban home, it was all the good news. Sounds of blackness, Kirk Franklin, big choirs multiplied Nell Carter with robes swaying like shoulders in time. Every Sunday at New Calvary Baptist, it was all she needed, but I needed more. I was 18, one foot out towards Chicago where I could turn the volume up on strictly hardcore reality where God was expressed in the cipher, a sovereign utopia where I would black out, catch the ghosts and string tongues like dried peppers on a New Mexico porch making claims and setting fire to paths and bridges behind like the young are prone to do. These days, on the other side of 40, my cipher rings of deadlines, Google calendars, requests, doors, and no. Disappointments have to. Sometimes the volume goes mute. And when silence tightens, here you come. You've been singing since high school, but didn't record till you were in your 60s. You are seasoned. Paprika in that voice, all that Alabama, all that disappointment, all that release, the way you give it away, you alchemize it to light and send it back down the tracks of history. Your face on the cover reminds me of my mom's mom, who always had peppermints to cool us out. With one hand formed pound cakes, the other directed us to sapling trees with adequate arms for swatting the wicked from us. That's that piece. Yes, sir. Idris, thank you, fam. Yo. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, beautiful, man. Beautiful. Uh, that's a beautiful tribute as well. So thank you for that. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can buy Idris Good- Goodwin's book, Can I Kick It? on Haymarket Books for 50% off right now. I so mean, they please, can get all these books. They've been all these books. You know what I mean? You can they get, get the all these books. Next joint. You can get the, all, you get all the breakbeat poet anthologies, Too Much Midnight, Can I Kick It? Kevin Koval put out a book called Everything Must Go. Uh, the Latinx you know, joint. Well, the Hook Latinx up your summer. Joint, you know Hook up mean? your summer. Yo, your summer's about to be crazy. Um, yo, I, uh, Idris, I just want to shout out, man. There are a lot of, whole lot of superstars in this here chat tonight. Uh, oh, AVR yeah. Young, of course, is in the place oh, to be. Uh, shout out Erica Foreman. Um, a lot of, a lot of superstars in the chat tonight. And yeah, uh, yeah. I want, I want to introduce our, our, our next act for the evening. Um, we're gonna we're gonna uh, close out with our fifth reader, um, who's a performer as well. And then at the end, we're gonna the Omis are also going to play us out. So we actually have a few performances left tonight. But I want I want to I want to bring uh, to the Zoom Cipher, uh, a Chicago-born and raised um, 
queer identified black rapper and librarian Roy Kinsey. It might be an anomaly for some, but his nonconformist ideology has in, has informed his fourth record and self-proclaimed best work yet. And I think it is Blackie, a story by Roy Kinsey. It sounds racist when I say it. Featured in and on major local, national and international publications like Billboard, NPR, WBEZ's Vocalo, the Chicago Tribune, WGCI, and the Red Eye, Roy is all over the place. His latest video, B-S-A-Y-F, Exploring Black Queer Identity and Spirituality, premiered at the Museum of Contemporary Art uh, in Chicago, the Art Institute of Chicago. He's performed at the Harold Washington Cultural Center, the DuSable Museum. His lyrics are on stages all across the city and beyond. Roy is also a real-life librarian in the Teen Services U Media Department of Chicago Public Libraries to this day. Welcome to the Zoom Cypher, my mans. Roy Kinsey. What's up, Roy? To this day. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to be doing some new music from my latest album, Kinsey, a memoir um, that I'm hoping to turn into an actual book so I could be like, y'all. I'm going to do Invisible Man. And then uh, the song after that is called Balloons. I'm honored, by the way, if I didn't say that, to be like you know, on the lineup with y'all. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this was really, really beautiful. Feel alive when I'm on block. Those who love it when they watch. Ricky Master burst to tears soon as I laid on tape. Can't paint medication, feel like cable. Stream the dream, wrote a verse that feel like cable. Mama used to tell me clean cause she ain't Mabel. Helen was a waitress, now they waiting on me. Had to do a spell, found out they hating on me. Biggest year in press, I guess they think they know me. Extra, extra bread, I never felt this lonely. All this for a stage, all this to get written about on some white man web page. Like I didn't make the art, like I didn't slave. Wrote the rap to free myself, but somehow in a cage. Oh, please validate me. Who am I without your gaze? Come here and berate me. I see the lights and roll my eyes. I wanted love that stays. I'm Ralph Ellis' son and the very villain Katie. Feel alive when I'm on block. Goose who love it when they watch. Money, family, broke on block. Ooh, I love it when they watch. Stack it up like they go on block. Time is money, come and watch. My bed in on auction block. Ooh, I love it when they It's a keyboard in front of everybody, so everybody will quarter. Look how good the house you was sleeping in, but you found it was out of order. I made some things you shouldn't have to watch, like a dick going the old quarter. I made tax went up like 50 cents, the main bottom and up quarter. Watch CNN call it a desert. Seen a quarter, said you fall for brick and mortar. I mean, is it that exploitive? I mean, yeah. Why it seemed I had to exploit myself to get some order? Took the long way, I should have been minding my business. Drinking water, hungry for the fame. Trying to pay you an attention. I can't need exposure, attention, didn't pay my tuition. 
They'll reach for miles to give you inches. A little attention can ruin a friendship. All skin folk ain't kin folk. I'm sleep now cause I've been woke. Grandma put pennies off up in her trench coat. She lost the house, she lost her leg to hit. That's injury and an insult. I feel alive when I'm on block. Girls who love it when they watch. Money, family, broke on block. Oh, I love it when they watch. Sack it up like that old block. Time is money, come and watch. My bed in on auction block. Oh, I love it when they watch. This is when I feel the most God. This is when I feel the most God. This is when I feel the most God. Thank you. This next song uh, is called Balloons. It's a song that I wanted to create uh, to pay homage to everybody lost at Pulse, um, to everybody that fought for us at Stonewall. Yeah. Hated playing ball, pop says you cry like a girl. Huh, that's how you survived in this world. Plus, he had a gay cousin that died. Probably by hands of somebody he liked. Now I'm in the mix. When I turned 26, he told me a joke, and the punchline was this happy as a bag with a bag full of dicks. Word association, dad, issues with dad, I miss you, was crying with, cause I want to be with you, when you come to get me, why can't I go with you? I felt this by the distance, be who you need and don't ask for permission. I learned my lessons from listening to wait on no nigga, I don't do no bitching. But I'm getting faded, barbershop, beauty shop, kitchen. My life was belated, Feel my intuition. We like to party, we like to party. They came in our clubs hating. We wasn't bothering nobody. We like to party. We like to party. They came in our clubs arresting. They wasn't bothering nobody. Balloons up under my shirt. 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 They be asking me, Luke, so what does that mean? Balloons up under my shirt. Balloons up under my shirt. Balloons up under my shirt. Proposed to a lover before it was legal. Got back that he called me a faggot. I curled in a fetal. Smoking, not drinking, backseat of a regal. I got a hard time trusting people. It means overexcited. Our lives got indicted. The love unrequited. It's just uninvited. I love the functions where everything goes. Felt my pulse fall around my heart as a stone. 
I used to show out at the parties. Get lit enough that we all turn to godly. I love the functions where everything goes. Didn't have a clue, but like didn't we know? We like to party. We like to party. They came in them clubs arresting. They wasn't bothering nobody. We like to party. We like to party. He came in that club shooting. They wasn't bothering nobody. Balloons up under my shirt. Balloons up under my shirt. A lot of us used to put balloons under our shirts. Act like we had cities in the stomach. Balloons up under my shirt. 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 We still like to party. Balloons up under my shirt. Party, party. Balloons up under my shirt. Balloons up under my shirt. Balloons up under my shirt. Thank y'all. Roy Kinsey, ladies and gentlemen. Yo. Yeah, man. Roy is, is doing big things. You can stream and listen to his music right now on all platforms. Also support. You can buy his records. And so please, please make sure you do. Uh, Idris Goodwin, man, it's been quite an evening. Yo, the vibes are strong, brother. The vibes are strong. Yo, does Roy, is Ron, uh, it's Ron, it's Roy. Roy, 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 Roy. Kinsey. Yeah. Is Roy making the beats too, or is it is, is he a uh, strictly lyric man? No, he, he works with producers. But Roy, yeah, who's making oh. the beats? Um, so that was my guy, uh, Lucas Hart, who made, um, balloons. He also did kitchen barber beauty shop on the album. And then on invisible man, that was Willie Beeman who lives out of LA who did the majority of the other tracks on the album. Right. And Roy, people can buy hard copies of, of the joints as well. Definitely. I got Blackie, uh, on vinyl and, I'll be putting a Kenzie a memoir on vinyl as well. So you can buy that at RoyKenzie.com. It's also on Bandcamp. Um, I was doing a little special this weekend since I had some time. So if people Venmo me the money, then I'll, you know, pull up on them and drop it off. And Damn. Wow. That's thing. So. That's service. This is essential work. Roy, thank you so much, fam. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah. Idris, man. It's been, it's been chapter one. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, we're coming, you know what I mean? We're coming strong, coming out swinging. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I want to thank I want to thank everyone who has been a part of tonight. I want to thank Tarfia and Penelope, Krista, Willie, Roy. Uh, I want to thank the Omis, who I'm going to let us play in the outro. Um, I want to thank Haymarket Books. I want to thank Mariah Newroth for getting us organized. Jim Plank at Haymarket as well. Um, and and now, Kev, yeah. I'm sorry, what you about to say? Yeah, well, I want to thank you for 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 rocking with me here in the the inaugural chapter Uno. Yeah, this is what we do, fam. This is what we do because this is this is just the beginning. I mean, that that's what we're trying to say here. I, I mean, I hope folks are getting this message that you know, like phase one was you know the all the anthologies and, and you know big big like bless up and it, it only is working because people are like dropping so much fire in these anthologies and, and spreading the word and spreading the, you know what I mean? And just that, that people are really vibing with it and rocking with it and people are teaching it and they're buying sets for their classes. And, you know, it's really of use. And I think in this moment we're in right now, especially right, like this is the solve, you know, S-A-L-V-E and also S-O-L-V-E, you huh, know, and it's a bar and, in and itself. 
listen, I got, you know, I just, yeah. I'm just a basketball player. dropping them. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, this is, this is just what we're doing, man. We, we really building us. It's, it's been called a cipher a few times tonight. And that's literally what it is. It's a cipher in book form. It's a cipher in the virtual space. Cipher on record on Bandcamp. Cipher when we when we when the social distancing shrinks, you know nothing will stop the cipher. And so with that said, Kevin Cole, you gotta put something in the cipher right now. And let the people know what time it is. Uh, you know what I mean? Because I know that you know, like behind you, I think you probably wrote half the books on that shelf right there. So I got you all- that this 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 whole this whole joint. Those are all my books right there. Those are all the books that I that that got my name on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Give something to the people, man. Take I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Right. Hot 16. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm, this is this is some new shit. Uh, and Idris, you know, we we lost um, a lot of folks recently. And uh, as I'm working on this new collection, um, it made me, I had a dream actually ab- about this, uh, about seeing uh, the dear, the dear homie who we lost, Combat Jack. And mm. so I kind of, uh, you know, took took some of the memory of the dream and, and some of what I dearly miss about him. And I wrote this joint. Um, this is Combat Jack is in a juiceria in Williamsburg. It's been a year since his passing, but walking in the $12 spot surrounded by organic carrots, ginger claws, bunches of dinosaur kale. I hear him order a cherry turmeric shot for protection in the war against the body. I swore I saw his bald head and hefty frame rooted in Timberlands and remission, and the whole thing was a hoax, a horrible dream we'd wake in. Unbelievable Kim was waiting for him in the back, chilling in a white kango, matching fur boots, lovely and never pressed, and the internets would be on fire to hear he was alive again, giving OG lessons to his kids, of which I was one. And we all were the night we ran Chicago and met up with no name and ate Calabrian chilies on square cut pizza and laughed through the Hennessy and Harold's. And how is someone gone if they still hear every voice wrapped in some colloquialism? He gave the culture, the studs turkle of hip hop oral history. Reggie Osei Ashe is alive in a juiceria in Brooklyn somewhere, even if he isn't. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think about about Reg a lot and salutes to his family and all the Combat Jack listeners and, and everybody, man, everyone of the culture who we've lost recently and everyone who, who you know, now now as as we are losing people to this this horrible um, plague that is that is that is upon us. Um, but but it's so good to convene. It's so good to come together to That's cipher true. and to Got build. You. Yeah, man. Got to. We got it. We got to continue to. um to show, a show signs of life and uh, to continue to to define um, why life is precious and why it's worth living. You know yes, what I'm saying? It's yes, our responsibility right now. So yes, everybody sir. out there, stay safe. Wash your doggone hands <laughs> and uh, call your mama and uh, you know what I'm saying eat your kale. You know, all right, yeah, and come yeah. rock with us. Keep rocking with the, with the breakbeat poets. Yeah, Keep man. We we, we, we will put out chapter two. We will put out chapter two very soon. And so stay in tune, um, and and stay in tune with all of what Haymarket's doing. Support the press, independent press, and independent ideas. It's my pleasure, y'all, to uh, end with our house band tonight. And salutes to these gentlemen, uh, a Chicago band, uh, new soul purveyors, mm-hmm. providers of a sound that will keep you moving. Uh, we're going to end with the Omis. Hold on.
All right. Can you hear me? Oh, shit. That's loud as hell. Can you hear me? No. Just play one more song. Thank you guys, every single person that wow. <laughs> um all right. Um
Salutes to the Omas. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for being in the building. <laughs> this is the inaugural chapter one of the Breakbeat Poets Live. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Support Haymarket Books. Support independent ideas and independent presses. And take care of one another. And we will see you all soon. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, subscribe to our podcast and to the Haymarket Books YouTube channel where events like this one are hosted live. And don't forget to check out haymarketbooks.org.